Welcome back to another episode of the Broken Table Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I lose track of the numbers every single time, but I believe this is episode 15, uh, the fourth of season two. Uh, we're going to be covering this week uh, in the WWE. Uh, we're going to start off with Raw um, from what day is that? The... I have 417. 17th. All right. Awesome. Um, so we saw a deal between the Bloodline and the Judgment Day um, to be in the middle of the ring. Uh, saying that they would both take out each other's main problems. So meaning the bloodline would take care of Rey Mysterio and the LWO. In return, the Judgment Day takes care of KO, Sammy, and Riddle. Um, so we went right into a Solo Sokoa versus Rey Mysterio match, where Solo Sokoa did come out victorious. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated Dakota Kai. Uh, there was a Cody Rhodes-Brock promo uh, where Cody Rhodes came out to the ring. Um, he was not medically cleared to be out there. Um, he then had to, he was to asked to step out by security, Adam Pierce. Uh, we saw Brock, he came out, never really did anything. Uh, and then Cody Rhodes just beat the crap out of a bunch of security guards. Seth Rollins defeated the Miz. Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory ended in a no contest due to Bronson Reed, uh, doing a splash in the corner. Uh, there was a Trish promo explaining why she did what she did to Lita and Becky Lynch. Chelsea and Sonya defeated Candice and Mi Chin uh, before their tag, their tag team title opportunity coming up on Friday on SmackDown. Uh, and then KO, Sammy, and Riddle defeated Judgment Day. Um, and then we had a all-out brawl uh, with the LWO joining uh, to KO, Sammy, and Riddle to stand tall against Judgment Day and the Bloodline. So a lot of different factions just kind of collide there. Um, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on kind of this entire episode, what you saw, what yeah, this is a good episode of Raw. I had a, I had a good time watching this one. Definitely shades of Triple H. You know, I, I didn't really see anything Vince McMahon again, so that that's good to hear that it's now, um, you know, two two weeks of Raw where it's been solid at wrestling. I I like how this episode started with the Bloodline, ended with the Bloodline. You know, I I like when they do that because that's the hottest thing on TV right now. But in terms of other matches, like obviously the Bloodline Judgment Day, that was a shock to me. I mean, I texted you like I I don't know how I feel about this. But obviously, after thinking about it, I feel really good about this. And I think that it's a, you know, these are the top two heel factions in all of WWE. And I feel like having them join, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, something similar to that. I think that's a very, very good booking decision And because everyone loves both of them. So why not just combine them and have them loved even more? A solo versus Ray, good match. Nothing really more than that. Ray still got it at his age. Solo, obviously. Remains semi-undefeated, even though he lost to Cody. But, um, yeah, Solo definitely pushed to the moon when this is all said and done. Bianca versus Dakota Kai was was whatever. It was fine. I love seeing, Bianca's a great wrestler. She she outperforms Dakota Kai. She definitely needs some more reps, but she's still a good wrestler. Um, the Cody Rhodes and Brock promo was really good. I like how they didn't do any, you know, physical altercations because you could actually extend this now and build it more. I like how Brock was just sitting and smiling as all the security guards were running towards Cody. I think definitely we see, we're going to see a new side of Cody. You know, we never really thought he would kick the shit out of all those security guards. But um, I think this is a new untamed side of Cody, you know, after he lost at WrestleMania. Now he's, he he's, he's wants vengeance. However, he has the beast incarnate in his way. So he has to get through that as well. So I think it's a very good buildup, and I can't wait for that to main event backlash, which we'll talk about at the end of our SmackDown episode. Um, then we have... By the way, Seth versus The Miz, and I'd like to get your, your quick thoughts. Tell me this wasn't the best match of the night. This, 
overperformed. I did not think it was going to be as good as it was. This was a pay-per-view worthy match. I definitely agree. I think that, you know, we've seen so many times now that where the Miz has kind of been like, not like a squash, like Elias has, but he's never really come out on top and they've never really kind of let him show his skill. He still has it. Like, I know he's been the WWE for almost 15 years, like, but he still does have it and he showed it. He could still compete. So I totally agree. I definitely agree. This was the match of the night. Um, And I think that's part, and that's because of the Miz, like the Miz showed he could still hang with Seth Rollins. And then, you know, it kind of looked like we had a little, like, I, I guess Miz has always been a heel, but it kind of like he got a little angry, like a little kind of like fed up. Like maybe he's ready for like another real run. And I, I'd love to see the Miz get another opportunity. Yeah, I'm totally down for that. The Miz definitely proved why he's still one of the top guys in this business. Um, and then we look at a very, very interesting feud between Bobby Lashley and Bronson or Bronson Reed. But it was a match between Lashley and Theory. You know, we saw this before. This was a, you know, great match. These two could always perform. However, I think we all saw this match ending in a, no contest with Bronson Reed, and that's, that builds up this feud between Bronson and, and, and Lashley, but now we also have Theory involved, as we'll talk about in our SmackDown episode, which we'll get to. Um, Trish Stratus with the promo uh, that I think they handled the right way. You know, she basically was saying, correct me if I'm wrong, that she is the women's division. She's the reason why it's relevant, which I would kind of, I kind of snarked at that because like half of the women in this division aren't very relevant, but you know, it is what it is. And then um, she basically said she never got a thank you from Becky and how Becky should thank her because she is responsible for Becky's success along the lines of that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. It, it makes sense. It's a good angle to go. I just, uh, I'm surprised Becky wasn't on this episode, but I think she did say online that she's not coming because maybe she's like heartbroken or or, or whatever, whatever she feels right now. Uh, bathroom break of this episode, Chelsea versus Sonia, Chelsea and Sonia versus Candice Meachin. I, I like Chelsea and Sonia. Um, I'm excited to, to go over their tag team match, which we'll do soon. And then our main event segment, KO versus KO Sammy Riddle versus Judgment Day. Take my money. I could watch this all day long. The Judgment Day is great wrestling. Obviously, KO Sammy and Riddle are great wrestling. I love that, you know, even though Riddle did have to leave for, for his own mistake, they didn't bury him. And they, they brought him right back into it, and he's right back where he was. And I feel like this is a great thing for Riddle, especially – you know, considering he did get into a little bit of trouble and usually, you know, Triple H could have buried him there, but he didn't. And I like how he's relevant now after being away for, you know, two long months or three long months. And then after, obviously, we got the brawl with the LWO getting involved and in, in Bloodline. And I'll be honest, tell me what you think about this eight-man tag team match or something like that with all these factions in one ring. I don't care what it is, but they could take my money. Well, actually, I, I was tweeting out yesterday during SmackDown, and one of the first things I said was eight-man tag or eight-person tag. You have LWL being Ray, Santos, Zelina, and Cruz del Toro uh, against Rhea, Dom, Priest, and Finn Balor. Because, again, I don't really know how the bloodline fits in uh, just yet because, again, they don't really have a woman competitor in the bloodline. Um, so I think that... Comparing it that way would be um, something super exciting for a lot of WWE fans to watch. Um, another few quick things that I really enjoyed about this episode, like you said, I really enjoy Riddle's uh, kind of inclusion. Um, he has some jokes with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Like he's still Matt Riddle, so I think like he is starting to become really hot in the WWE, which is exactly what I like to see. Um, Bronson Reed is finally getting the respect he deserves, uh, so I love seeing him now. Again, we'll talk about what his plans are for Backlash, but he finally, it seems like he's getting the respect he has earned. Um, and finally, I, I, I like Dakota Kai. 
I think Dakota Kai is really good. I think, um, you know, it's tough to say, like, if she's the best in damage control because damage control is, like, stacked. If you really, like, dumb it down, like, to Bailey, Io Scott, like, they're all super talented. I wish Dakota Kai got more of an opportunity as a solo. So I think damage control is going to get broken up soon. I'm yeah. not really sure how it's going to happen. Um, but I really hope that when they do, all three of them get there. Maybe not Bailey so much, but definitely Dakota and Io, because maybe Bailey's on her way out of WWE. But Dakota and Io definitely deserve their own kind of spotlight in a solos match. Um, so really enjoyed that. Again, I thought this was a really good episode. A lot of good storyline progression, and we had some good matches. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a fun episode to watch to begin the week. Yeah, for sure. And just just one more thought. Um, I think they're going to split. I heard a rumor that they're going to split damage control three ways during the draft. So maybe, uh, you know, like just for example, Dakota will go to NXT, EO will go to Raw, and then Bailey will go to Smash, something like that. But they're definitely, I think that's how they're going to split them up. I think that their their run has been a little, uh, la- I don't know. I thought it was fine, but I feel like they could have been built up a lot more than they were. But I think it's definitely time for them to you know, split up and maybe get back in the future, like the shield, but who knows? Yeah, I, I definitely like that idea. Again, I, I like, I really do like Dakota Kai. So I think the NXT route would be really good for her. Again, we don't really know what's going on with the NXT women's, t- uh, the women's title over there. Um, Again, with the draft coming up, we really don't know. So the draft's going to be really exciting. Um, it Triple H was right. Like this WWE draft really has never been like it is. Like everybody's available. All three shows are available. So it's just like, it's super interesting. Like this is the first time I'm really like into a WWE draft. Like I'm going to watch and like really like For hope sure. and pray like people go somewhere. Like, whereas it's just like something that just happens to be on during the, during the show. So yeah, I'm super exactly. excited for the draft. Um, That'll be, that'll be very, very fun to watch. Yeah. Definitely the most exciting year for the draft. I think ever since it started. Absolutely. Um, So that's about wrap up raw again. Most of these people we're going to talk about in SmackDown. So more thoughts will come. Uh, we're going to go into NXT um, you know, not a very fantastic episode of NXT, but it was usually what it is, just a lot of matches, just a lot of talent showcased. Um, so we saw Gallus in a triple threat uh, for the NXT tag team titles. They defeated the Dyad and the Creed Brothers. Uh, the return of Noam Dar, he defeated Miles Bourne. Um, we finally had a little bit of a conclusion to our story with Kiana James and Fallon Henley, uh, a mixed tag match between Kiana and Briggs versus Jensen and Fallon. We had Bronze Spear Odyssey Jones. Uh, Roxanne defeated Zoe Stark. So good to see Roxanne getting back into the win column. And then Cora Jade, speaking of getting back into the win column, she defeated Gigi Dolan. Uh, Dijak defeated Apollo Crews. Um, and then we saw more of their progression with Dijak and Ilya Dragunov. Wesley defeated Charlie Dempsey in the North American title match. And then we saw Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller on the Grayson Waller effect before their matchup at Spring Breakin'. Yeah, it was definitely a uh, action-packed episode, um, but I feel like for me, I'm 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 not gonna go over everything because there's some things that I just don't even need to go over. But a couple thoughts I have are one, the opening triple threat match for the tag titles. You know, those are two, three great tag teams. Um, but my thought here is that the Creed Bros, I think, are definitely ready. If not, definitely Julius Creed are definitely ready for a main roster debut, and I hope to see them in the in the draft as a tag team or. or as long as they're on the main roster in some way, shape, or form, I feel like they could really, 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 in terms of WWE, that they could really use a tag, a fresh tag team like Creed Brothers. Um, and also for me, I think that uh, I'm still having a really hard time trying to see Braun Breaker as a heel. 
you know, I mean, I, I respect why they did it because obviously, you know, you got to change your character every now and then. But I just, I think, especially because there's talks of him joining the main roster, that he should join it as a as a face. So I'm definitely still having a hard time. I'm trying my best to see it. I just can't see him being a uh, a heel character just yet. But you know, maybe he just needs some progression. Maybe he needs some practice using that heel persona. Um, also, you know, uh, Roxanne versus Zoe Stark. You know, those are arguably the two biggest women workhorses in the biz in, in the NXT business. So uh, it's cool to see them go off. Roxanne um, still very upset that, as much as I love Indy, I'm very upset that she didn't get the title run she probably deserved. But, you know, hopefully this means that she's going to get drafted for the main roster. You know, everyone's up, like you said. So hopefully Roxanne does see a main roster spot soon. And then for me, uh, Cora Jade versus Gigi, I actually really like this match because their their auras are very similar, like kind of like, you know, gothy. I, I don't know, like edgy, I guess. I don't, something like that. I like I like how they fought. I think it's a very good booking decision. They're very, very similar with their styles and all that. And I, I really love Cora Jade. And um, Gigi Dolan as well. So I can't wait to see what the future has for both of them. And then Dijak versus Cruz was great. But I think the turning point of this match was Ilya Dragunov coming into the mat or after the match and just slapping the shit out of Dijak. And that that's a very, very good feud. It's a change of pace from, you know, Ilya versus uh, JD McDonough. And I really, really like that. I think that's going to be a good feud. Dijak has proved himself. All, all he needed was good writing. The rest is him. You know, he could do it. So I'm excited for this feud. It's a big change of pace. And speaking of change of pace, Wesley versus Charlie Dempsey for the North American title. I know Charlie Dempsey, the son of Regal. I love Charlie Dempsey. I think he's great. I think he's definitely one of the possible main guys in the future if he changes his persona or something like that. I think this is a very, very needed change of pace for the North American title because as we discussed, I feel like the contenders for the number uh, for the North American title have just been, you know, pretty much the same people since Halloween Havoc. But um very, very glad this was a change of pace and, and hopefully we start getting some new fresh talent for the North American title. And then lastly the Grayson Waller effect with Mello and Waller. You know, Mello is the A champ. He's a great champion. Waller's great. I'm sure this would be a great match. It's it's seeming to be a great feud, but as we discussed last week, you know, Waller just got a, a title match against Brum Raker. This can you really see him earning another spot? But um, even though he did win his way into it, but it's just kind of repetitive, but I I'm okay with it. I love both those men. So I think it's uh, going to be a great match for spring break and I can't wait for next week. W what are your thoughts on this episode? What do you think of, you know, what were the highlights? What stood out to you in this episode? Well, you know, NXT, it's not really like about the matches, I guess. It's about like what could be next. So I think first off, Grayson Waller having another title opportunity is something that's good um, because it gives him his last kind of shot you know, he's not going to win. All WWE knows he's not going to win. So it gives him kind of his last showcase in NXT. He's going to put on a banger of a match with Carmelo Hayes, and then he'll probably get drafted. And that'll be so great for Grace Waller. He'll have his final moment. And maybe he'll come do what Johnny Gargano did, and he'll come back to WWE. It's very uh, NXT. It's very possible. Um, but I really do like this angle of Melo versus Grace Waller rather than just getting somebody new who, like, we don't already know again. Let's get the guys who are definitely going to get drafted their last kind of showcase and then send them up. Um, I love seeing Cora Jade back in the ring. I've always been a big fan of Cora Jade, so I'm super happy she's back. I hope she's a title run in her. Um, and that's pretty much it. Again, I don't really know about Noam Dar right now. Uh, again, it's been a while since I've even, like, seen him, so yeah, I don't really know about him just yet. Um, so we'll see about that. I think the Elia Dijak feud has a lot, a lot of potential. 
Um, but again, it, it really comes down to how they book that. Again, if Ely gets drafted, like then how do you book that properly? Um, and again, like you said, with the Creed brothers, I feel like they're the tag team in the men's division who feels like they're due to go up. Again, I don't see like Gallus or Chase U or the Dyad or groups like that going up. So I feel like the Creed brothers could definitely be the ones that go up. And that's pretty much it. Again, you know, I don't really care about the Kiana James Fallon Henley drama. Um, it doesn't really excite me. Uh, Ro Roxanne, yeah, she's okay. Uh, she's gonna get called up. Zoe Stark, yeah, she'll get called up. And, you know, Wesley is who Wesley is going to be. So Wesley is uh, still a champion, which I think is the great move for right now. Again, I don't see a worthy competitor to beat Wesley right now. Yeah, I totally agree. Wesley is, you know, behind Melo, I would say, and Braun Breaker possibly, but one of probably a top five wrestler on the brand. He's definitely, he could definitely use a main roster skin eventually, but um, he's definitely, definitely helping lead NXT. Uh, and hopefully he uh, gets, this, gets to hold this title for a little longer. But one thing I had too, I was just thinking about something, because now that they put Ilya in a feud with Dijak, you know, it's probably going to last a week or two uh, unless they squash it for the draft. What do you, do you think that they they won't draft Ilya because they'll they'll have him make a surprise appearance? You know, let's say in like an open challenge for the Intercontinental Championship, as long as Gunther holds it. Like, do you think they'll save Ilya for a surprise appearance to face Gunther for the IC Championship at maybe like SummerSlam or a big event? Or he could possibly win it because I feel like, I feel like if someone is going to dethrone Gunther, if it wasn't McIntyre and if it wasn't Sheamus, I feel like it's got to be Ilya Dragunov because he was the one to end Gunther's seven hundred plus day United Kingdom Championship reign. So I feel like he's the man to do it. But do you think he will get drafted, or do you think it'll be more of a surprise appearance? I think Ilya Dragunov does get drafted. I think he'll get drafted to the same spot that Gunther gets drafted to. And I think right. we're going to see one of two things. He's either going to go right into a feud with Gunther or he's going to join Imperium. I could see both ways. Again, I tweet, I was tweeting out yesterday uh, during the SmackDown, like I asked uh, what they, what people thought on Twitter about Ilya joining. Because um, I know we talked about that, but I definitely think Ilya gets drafted regardless of his feud with Dijak. Maybe he gets drafted the same place as Gunther and he finishes up the feud with Dijak some other, like during it. Like he doesn't immediately go right to raw he finishes right. up the feud and then he's a surprise appearance but i definitely think like they'll tell us like he's been drafted here and then you watch nxt and you'll see him still there and he's, he'll finish his feud with Dijak and then go back to the main roster i think yeah definitely fair as, as much as i want him to get drafted I, I just have that feeling that instinct that because his history with gunther is so large i feel like they want to make it a surprise so honestly i think he might make a surprise appearance but either way i, I don't i don't care as long as he reaches the main, the main roster with the likes of, let's say, Grayson Waller, Tyler Bay, Cameron Grimes. I think the future is bright for WWE and some new fresh faces are definitely going to help. So I'm really excited, obviously, for the draft and obviously for NXT, NXT to change as well once these talent leave. So I can't wait for the future. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a good future to have and it's a good problem to have. There's a lot of talent that you want to bring up in both ways. You want to bring up the main roster, you want to bring up guys in the, the PC up to – NXT, so it's a really good problem to have when you have this much talent like the WWE does. For sure. Um, so heading into our final show of the week, uh, it'll be SmackDown, which unpopular opinion, I thought SmackDown was really good. I was looking at Twitter. A lot of people didn't like SmackDown. I thought it was really good, um, again, but we're going to talk about it. Um, so we had Judgment Day defeat the LWO. Judgment Day was represented by Damian Priest and Finn Balor. 
uh, the LWO, LWO was represented by Ray and Santos Escobar. Uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet defeated the Viking Raiders, who was one of the best botches I think I've ever seen, um, where Braun Strowman threw Ricochet, who was supposed to throw him into Ivar. Um, instead, he just threw him onto the mat, like literally like he was against him. One of the great, if you haven't seen that botch, I would go look that up. Uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Team. Um, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan defeated Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville to retain their women's tag team championships. Um, Liv Morgan dumped water on Chelsea Green, uh, rolled her up. Raquel Rodriguez helped uh, give her more support from the back. Um, I really like this feud. I really like Raquel and Liv. So I'm really hoping this feud isn't over and we finally get a feud for the tag team titles. Yes, yes. Um, that's really deserving between four really good parties. I think all four of these women are super, super good. For sure. Uh, we had Gunther defeat Xavier Woods um, for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. So Gunther retains. Um, I did see something that there's somebody backstage who wants the New Day to feud with Imperium when Big E and Kofi are healthy, and it's headlined by Big E and Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. So an interesting twist on that. I like the idea of seeing Big E return and immediately going right back into a championship picture because I think he absolutely deserves it. Yeah, for sure. Um, we then had a little segment where matches were made official at Backlash. Um, and I'd like to get your – I'm going to go through each match. I'd like to get your opinion on the match. Um, so first off, again, we saw Zelina Vega walk into Adam Pierce's office wanting a match uh, against Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That was made official. So we have Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega the SmackDown Women's Championship. I really like this. I think Zelina is much deserving of a of a run, but I can see where people are like, you can't hand out title shots. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's a, it is a bit of a handout. However, I'm not upset with this decision. I kind of knew that this was going to happen from the rumors like weeks ago, but I think, you know, I'm really happy with this. Zelina has impressed me with her in-ring skills lately. And obviously Rhea Ripley is, is Rhea Ripley. She might be the best woman in this business right now. So I, I'm very excited for this. I think it should be a very good match. You know, I just hope that Rhea's title reign is a little more uprising and, and not disappointing like her, like people said her first one was. I didn't really remember her first one, but I heard it was a little disappointing. So I hope this one is a lot better. But uh, I definitely think that this match is going to be good and I'm not upset at all. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I love these two, and I think it's good. It's Judgment Day. It's LWO. It's continuing that feud as well. Again, Rio will probably beat her pretty handily, but then they'll still have maybe a feud. We'll still keep going, and again, with the draft coming up, we really don't know who Rhea's next opponent would be, but I really like the idea of continuing a Judgment Day, LWO faction kind of feud like that. Uh, second match made official was a weird match. When I saw this, I'd like look twice, like yeah. see if I was really, really reading this correctly. It's going to be Seth freaking Rollins against Omos. Um, two guys who have really never had any contact since they've been in the WWE, uh, now being thrown into a match at Backlash. So I talked to you about that. I was just like, that just feels a little weird. Like, I like Seth Rollins. And you did bring up a good point that maybe the WWE doesn't know exactly what to do with Seth Rollins right now. Um, again, we kind of see where the U.S. title picture is. He doesn't really feel like an intercontinental. I think, like I said, I think he has to get somehow back into the main title picture, which I think is coming. I do think that, you know, we're going to see him bite for it at WrestleMania 40. Um, but it does seem like right now they're just a little confused on what to do. And that's why they threw him into a match against, of course, Omos, who 
who doesn't really deserve these matches on pay-per-views because we don't know. Like, so it's just, it's weird to see. So I'd like to hear what you think. Cause it was just a weird match to kind of just throw out there. Like, like two guys who really have no contact with each other. Yeah. Before I get my thoughts, I want you to quote me right now. Seth Rollins will main event WrestleMania 40 night uh, on Sunday night. That is my call. I'm calling it right now. It's going to happen. I know it is next. Um, so yeah, this is just the most random match ever. However, I can't say I'm like upset about it. Is it weird? Totally. But you know, like I'm one of those, I'm the minority that loves Omos. Like I, I, I love, I like him. You know, I'm not overly, overly over and I'm like Seth Rollins, but I don't mind him. You know, I, 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 as long as like my issue is, you know, I don't like five minute wrestling. So he needs to start graduating from five minute wrestling and actually, you know, expanding his arsenal and he'll become a pretty good big man. Like I'm, I'm fine with him. And if anyone could carry him through a good 10 to 15 minute match, it's going to be Seth Rollins. So as long as this match is not a squash match, I'm okay with it. As long as it goes over 10 minutes, I'm fine. I just, for me, my biggest pet peeve in wrestling is five minute matches where it's they spam finishers. I know it's entertaining, but I just, it gets old after a while. Like, you know, you can only see so many Goldberg two minute matches. Am I right? But I think that, this is fine. I'm okay with it. I think they put this match together because, you know, they're in Puerto Rico. They want to give the fans something special. And this really is something special, you know, in a very demented way. Because you have Seth. Everyone loves Seth Rollins. And they don't know what – they probably don't have a book, a big booking, you know, decision for him right now. So who else would you put him against? Maybe the the, the seven-foot-four giant that will get a big pop, I think, in Puerto Rico. So uh, I, think it, I think it's fine. You know, it's definitely random. I think we'll just have to wait to see. How this goes, but uh, what, what do you got next for me? Uh, well, first off, I do think I agree with you. I think that this match needs to be at least 10 minutes. Seth Rollins is not known for having quick matches, so I hope that he's able to kind of carry Omos through 10 minutes, 15 minutes of a match. And it'd be good for Omos to again fighting a former world champion like that, one of the best in the business. It puts himself more over and it shows that hey, I don't need to be in these five minute matches with Brock Lesnar, like I could, I could wrestle, like I could do this for a long time. Um, so we're going to hope that that's really good. And my final one is going to be what I talked about on Raw. So it's going to be Bronson Reed versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory in a triple threat match for the WWE United States Championship. Yeah, man. Well, let me tell you, this is this is good shit, man. This is really good shit. I, I love all of these guys, but I'm so hot on Bronson Reed. He's a very good big man. And... Um, I think, you know, his his push started with the Elimination Chamber. And now, you know, as we saw, like, a pretty badass little video package for him on Raw, he's he's getting that buildup that he deserves. Um, Bobby Lashley, we all love Bobby Lashley. I don't know who doesn't. Bobby Lashley's great. Uh, and Austin Theory, I, I'm so over on Austin Theory. I love Austin Theory so much. I think he is one of the better United States champions we've gotten in the past five years. You know, because I, I was watching some videos on TikTok, like, like all United States champions from 2010 to present. And it changed like every two months, every, every month. I'm like, what is this? Like, I, I hate that so much. And now like Austin theory and Seth, even Seth Rollins before, like they, they, and Bobby Lashley, they made this title feel like it's a, it's a world title. And I feel like right now I, both the IC and the United States championship, they feel like a world title. And I keep saying this, I'm just so happy that they do. I love Austin theory. I love Bronson Reed. I love Bobby Lashley. This is going to be a big, Big brawl. It's going to be just meat slapping, body slamming, good wrestling. And I think it's going to put on 
a very, very good show in Puerto Rico. So I'm going to give it a give it a possible four and a half out of five star match, in my opinion, before I even see it. Yeah, I'm definitely super excited for that match. Again, I think it will – Cody Brock should hopefully be a very, very good match, like 25 minutes. Like sh- I hope that it is really good. Um, But this match will definitely give it a run for the money, I hope. I'm not sure if Austin Theory relinquishes the title to either. Definitely not to Bobby Lashley, but maybe Bronson Reed, which I think would be cool. I think it would be a nice little spin, and it could get Bron- Bronson Reed more and more heat. Um, And maybe we see a different feud for Theory, Um, but I don't really know. Um, It feels like the United States picture. Yeah, you're right that it feels like a main title, but I also feel like it doesn't really have a real story. Like, we're kind of just getting the same people we've always seen, so I'm kind of excited to see somebody new. Again, maybe that'll come with the drafts. Maybe they're just giving us one last kind of – Hoorah, and then the entire complexity of WWE is going to change in about two weeks from now. And finally, here on SmackDown, the last thing we're going to talk about uh, was Solo Sokoa defeating Matt Riddle in a no disqualification match. Um, again, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were not there to, uh, last night. So at the end of the match, we had Solo Sokoa, Jimmy Uso, and Jey Uso all pretty much demolish Matt Riddle. Um, and that was the end of the episode. Um, so Again, I thought it was a good episode. A lot of people didn't. I thought we had a lot of good story building. Um, again, I think people are undervaluing what we saw with Raquel and Liv and Chelsea and Sonia. That w- that's, I hope and I pray that what I saw, and I'm right, that that wasn't just a one-time match. We're going to see a real feud between them, which I think is what needs to happen. We saw progression with Judgment Day and LWO. Again, Braunstrom and Ricochet, again, don't really feel like they have a path. We just keep seeing them versus the Viking Raiders, like, Let's, like, try to find somewhere else for them to go. Um, and Gunther and Xavier Woods, it was a great match. Xavier looks great, um, and I'm hoping that that's true with Imperium in the New Day, and maybe that's the next feud for Gunther, which I really like. So I really think this episode was good. Um, would like to hear your closing thoughts before we wrap this one up. Yeah, I, it was a fun episode. This is what SmackDown is. This is, like, the definition of SmackDown. You sit down for two hours, you have a good time. The, it's just the blue brand is different from the red brand, and I, I look forward to ending the week on a fun episode of SmackDown, you know, you have Judgment Day versus LWO. Who doesn't like that? I don't I don't understand who doesn't like that. Like it's it, it, that's a great match. Judgment Day has been killing it for the past year or so. LWO is a newly created faction. And I I know people are probably upset, like the, the old old school fans, but I love I love this new version. You know, you have Ray's legend. Santos is a luchador legend as well. Uh Zelina Vega, she's great. And then Cruz Del Toro and Joaquin Wilde are they are fantastic wrestlers. I would argue that they're top five in in ring tag team right now, in my opinion. Braun Braun Ricochet and the Viking Raiders, the, the Viking Raiders, big men that could wrestle. Who doesn't like that? Obviously, Braun Strowman and Ricochet really impressed me as a tag team. Ricochet, I feel like he's starting to remind me more of NXT Ricochet every every time I see him. Uh, his moves that he's doing is insane. My jaw drops every time I see his guy wrestle. And obviously, Braun is a big man who could really really put on a good wrestling match when he's not botching, you know, moves. Uh. Like you said, I'm really hot on Raquel and Liv. I think they should keep these titles for a very long time, make them important again. And then Chelsea and Sonya, they should definitely, definitely continue this feud, make them feel important, make the titles feel important. These are your arguably your top two tag teams right now. Um, so definitely do that. Gunther versus Woods, fun match. Obviously, we all saw Gunther winning this. I think Gunther needs to keep this title for a little bit longer, and I think he needs to lose it to someone who, not that Xavier Woods doesn't deserve it, but someone huge like someone someone that could build up this feud like a world title such as Ilya Dragunov such as maybe I mean I'm not going to say Sheamus but it would have been Sheamus or Drew McIntyre um we talked about the matches about backlash in our main event segment although we've seen Riddle and Solo duel a billion times I'll still watch it 
every single week. You know, they're very entertaining wrestlers. Solo was great. I, I love that he's getting these main event segments on television. You know, it's just a prelude to what's to come. He's going to be a world champion one day. And uh, I, I like how he's getting the respect that he deserves because he is a very, very, he's one of the best wrestlers that's come, that like has came from NXT and just went right into it. He's one of the best. So I think this is a very, very good episode of SmackDown. You know, it, it's a fun episode. I love watching. I love sitting down watching the Blue Brand. Blue Brand always, for the most part, never disappoints. And I think this is a very good episode. It's a very, very solid week of wrestling. And I think we have a lot to look forward to. Backlash, I think it's going to be very fun in Puerto Rico. Um, just one more thought before we go. I I will do whatever you ask me to, like a challenge. If the Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes match does, does, does not go over five minutes, I swear to God, if that match does not go over five minutes, I will freak out and I will challenge me to do whatever I'll do it because I'm almost confident that match will not be a five minute squash. If it is, I swear I'm done. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'll have to think. Um, and I'll put that on the Twitter. I'll, I'll write that out and I'll say if Brock Lesnar and Cody Rose does not go over five minutes and you have to do something. So I will take you up on that. I'm going to find something good that we can get you to do um again and we'll hopefully hopefully again i don't want you to do it i want to see a good match if that's gonna be the main event do not make it be five minutes at I'll all freak. i will freak out um, so totally agree um make sure to check out the twitter for that uh i'll let you guys know what challenge we're going to decide on um that's gonna wrap up this episode again uh we did raw and nxt and smackdown we do provide live updates on raw and smackdown nxt sometimes but tuesday nights are a little tough they're just a little it's yeah. a little tough to kind of get down and kind of really get into the updates like that. But I had a super good time last night uh, with SmackDown. I know Alec has a super good time doing Raw. So that's going to probably be how it goes. Um, so make sure you're checking those out on the Twitter. Again, we post how the matches are going and then weird things like I brought up. Are we ever going to see Sarah Logan in the ring? And you guys seem to have loved that. Um, anything like that. Super, super fun. Uh, make sure to download this episode. Uh, follow the podcast if you don't already. Uh, like I said, the Twitter is at Table Wrestling. You can follow that, turn the notifications on, so you're keeping updated with us. Uh, um, and we do have an Instagram, Broken Table Instagram. Not much is really on it, but you can look. We kind of try to keep it updated as much as possible. Um, but that will wrap it up. We'll be back here next Saturday uh, to recap the next week in the WWE. Uh, we thank you all for listening, and have a good day. Peace. Peace.